Welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher, podcast 33. Yeah, we have two this week because Celtic Preacher lost her voice last week. So uh, fortunately, I lost my voice right after the following the worship service, which was good. But so this is actually from a couple of weeks ago, this teaching. And I want to look at today the topic of knowing God's will or recognizing God's ways. I want to be looking at wisdom and clarity and knowing God's will. How do we know God's will? Or maybe, maybe a better question is, can we even know God's will? I mean, we pray for it often enough, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's part of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and then it's time to make a decision or make a change or tackle a problem. And the heart cry is, oh God, you know, what's, what should I do here? Guide me, guide me. So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And I'm going to be looking at the Sermon on the Mount, just a line in it, Matthew 5. Particularly, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the word for see, by the way, means to perceive or know or understand God's ways, God's will. But first, the Sermon on the Mount, one of Jesus' most famous sermons, I think, which he gave many, many times in various different ways. Uh, You'll be familiar, perhaps, with some of these statements, blessed are the poor, blessed are the mourners, blessed are the persecuted, blessed are the meek, blessed are the hungry, the peacemakers, Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Now, the problem with the sermon is, this teaching is, from the listener's standpoint, a lot of these blessings don't sound very appealing. Blessed are the poor. Or blessed are you who mourn. Or blessed are you who are persecuted. I mean, it may sound grand and spiritual and lofty, but who wants to be poor, right? I mean, most of us want to avoid that kind of discomfort. Who wants to mourn? Who wants to be poor? Who wants to be persecuted? And I think in some ways, that's one of the points of the sermon, that Jesus is saying, you know, you're going to end up finding God in the most unlikely places with the most unlikely people. And it's often in times of weakness, in times of suffering, in times of distress, that you'll be more aware of God's presence than at any other time. And I think the reason is is because that's usually when God gets our attention. Because when things are going well, it's easy to ignore God. So the teaching, the the Sermon on the Mount, the teaching may sound uh, strange to our ears. Blessed are the poor, blessed are those who mourn. Because Jesus is pointing really to another way of seeing and living in the world. And I'm just going to look at one of these blessings today. They're all equally relevant, they're all fascinating, but we 
There's no time to do all of them. I do want to have a look at this one. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's so relevant and helpful for everyday living. And it seems to be a foundational piece. It's almost like a key. Because if you understand this particular one, this particular blessing, it opens up a whole world of spiritual truths. You know, understanding, blessed are the pure in heart, understanding the heart, or at least beginning to see how the heart works and guides us is an is a important foundational spiritual lesson. Blessed are the pure in heart. Kind of struck me, actually, how many idioms we, we have using the word heart. We talk about the heart a lot. We talk about a broken heart, following your heart. We say, from the bottom of my heart, or let's have a heart-to-heart talk, or let's get to the heart of the matter. We talk about having a change of heart, or guarding your heart, or a heart of stone, or a, or a heart of gold. So many ways we talk about the heart. Now, of course, we're not referring to the physical heart, are we? We're talking about our inner selves. We're talking about something that can't be seen. It's not necessarily a physical thing. And this is what Jesus is speaking about when he talks about blessed are the pure in heart. This is, he's talking about the inner life, the unseen part of us. We all have to make decisions. We all make judgment calls. We're weighing things up all the time. How amazing if we could actually know God's will. Wouldn't it be great when we were faced with conflicted family situations or difficult people at work? Or even in our struggles that we have with ourselves, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great to know God's will? Jesus is saying, "Well, yeah, you can, you can." The pure in heart will see God, and that word "see," by the way, in the original languages, is to understand, is to perceive, and it's to recognize God's way. Now, I think it's worth noting that in the Sermon on the Mount, in all of these blessings are called Beatitudes, Jesus doesn't actually tell his listeners to do anything. So the original listeners, the 12 disciples and all the other people that were gathered around, he's not actually telling them to do anything. Right? I mean, he's not saying, hey, listen, James and John and Mary, you need to be peacemakers and then you'll be blessed. He's not saying, hey, listen, uh, John, uh, get persecuted uh, and, and then you'll be blessed or become pure in heart. Then you'll know God. He's actually not telling us to do anything. So it's not prescriptive. This is just a simple description of reality. He's simply stating a truth. So it's like he's saying, this is the way, as the pure in heart will see God. This is the way that it works. And this word for heart, by the way, is cardia. That won't surprise you. It's cardia. When the scripture speaks about the heart, the cardia, it's talking about the inner self, 
your thoughts, your emotions, Jesus is saying. The person who truly desires God, I mean really wants to know God's way, who really wants to know God's will, God's wisdom, you can be sure they will receive it. The pure in heart. Now that word pure has nothing to do with being sinless perfection, which is of course absolutely impossible. A pure cardia, a pure, the word just means unmixed. That's what it means, unmixed. The people that see God, the people that know God's ways, the people that end up knowing God's will, they're the ones with unmixed motives. They have a pure heart. They have pure motives. They're the ones that have learned to get out of the way. They've practiced, they've done some spiritual work of getting out of the way so that something new can drop in. Okay, what does it mean to get out of the way? I'm talking about here, um, it's like a, you have to create an inner space so that some new information can come to you. For example, I'll tell you what clutters up the space inside us. If we have a need to be right all the time, we're never going to learn anything new. If we need to justify ourselves and defend ourselves and prove ourselves and, you know, shore up our arguments, and that's all going on inside us all the time, there is no space for new truth to emerge. Now, the heart, generally speaking, blessed are the pure in heart. The heart isn't general, generally pure because uh, the heart generally doesn't have single purpose, right? Because pure in the sense of simply wanting to know God's will. Because we kind of want to know God's will. We do want to know God's will, but we also many times have our own wills to contend with too. So there's two things going on inside us. We kind of want to know God's will, but we also have an idea of how we would want things to work out. These two things clash and get in the way. In other words, we want our needs met in order. And in order for that to happen, we have ideas about, well, you know, this person has to behave this way, or I have to be proved right in this situation, or... I might want to justify myself in some way or be in control of the outcome. I mean, it's hard to get God's perspective when all this inner baggage is tacked on. The prayer, show me the way, God, as long as I'm right. Show me the way, God, as long as I don't have to change. Show me the way, God, as long as I get what I want. This just doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work. There's too many mixed motives. And so what can happen is, a lot of the time, is that we get stuck in our spiritual lives because there's way too many mixed motives. There is no pure heart. In other words, there is no single motive. I want to know God's will in this, even if I'm wrong, even if I don't get my own way. So Jesus spoke about the heart a lot because 
he knew that all our troubles begin in the heart. All our suffering begins in the heart. All anger, all violence, all greed, or lust, revenge, everything, it all begins in the heart. And if the wrong seeds are nurtured, well, watch out, you know, bad fruit, right? We always think about things and entertain them in the heart before we act out. Good or bad, by the way, to build up or to tear down. We entertain the idea to reach out and encourage someone. Well, they might be lonely. I think I'll give them a call. They might be lonely. I think I'll maybe take them out to lunch. That's good fruit. Or, this person's so irritating to me. They need to be put right. I think I'll go say something. There's that seed of criticism growing into anger, leading into an argument. But the heart is where it all begins. So Jesus spoke about the heart a lot. Which is why the spiritual practice of simply being aware of our motives is so very helpful and necessary. So very helpful to know our motives. Blessed are the pure in heart. They are the ones that will know God's will. The ones that have a single motive, which is, God, I want to know your way. Yeah, this is really about being objective at its very best. And some personalities are certainly more gifted uh, in objectivity than others. It just seems to be that there's some people that have got the gift of being objective. Now, it's not me, I can tell you that, but I do know people that are pretty gifted in this area. And to be objective really is, is to not be influenced by personal feelings, It's not to be influenced by interpretations or prejudice you are. It's just based on facts. It's unbiased. That is the perfect place. That's the perfect space to receive new information. Now, when you receive a new information, I'm classifying this as God's will. If it's leading to health and it's good and it's healing, It's going to be God. Where else is it coming from? That's the place that we receive it. Just taking some time to notice what's going on internally. When you think about a problem or a decision that you need to make, or you mull over a conflicted relationship or a problem at work, pay attention to the inner dialogue. You know, we want God's will. Are we seeking God's ways? Yeah, I think so, but then no sooner. No sooner have we said that and we can begin to try and fix the problem or judge the one that we're annoyed with or start to criticize. A pure heart releases such things to God. And and that whole action of release or what we might call nowadays letting go of something, that's what creates the space for something new to drop in. Blessed are the pure in heart. The pure heart, the unmixed heart. It's like, no, I'm seeking God. I'm getting out of the way. 
I want to give the Spirit of God a chance to bring me some needed clarity. This is what I want. This is what I need. That's my, my desire. That's a pure heart. And Jesus is saying, this one will not be disappointed because you are in the perfect place to see God's ways. So a pure heart, an unmixed heart, a heart without conflicted motives is a heart that keeps returning to God. It's a heart that's open to new ways of seeing, perceiving, understanding a situation or yourself or another person. Yeah. So if you have a decision to make, or if you're wondering what to do, if you're seeking God's perspective or God's will, if you have a dilemma, Jesus is teaching to know God's will is not out of reach. This is not for a few holy saints. This is not for some super enlightened beings that we've never even met. This is just for, this is for us. Ordinary, everyday people struggling to know God's ways. Jesus is saying, this is the teaching, the one that's truly interested has capacity. This is, we're created for this. The one that's truly interested has capacity to discern the right way. The one that takes a little time to create the necessary inner space will come to know the best course of action. Blessed are the pure in heart. It's, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. And there's the heart cry. And there's the prayer. God, yes. I, I, don't, I need to know your will. I want to know your ways, not my way. Help me just to let go of all my ideas to create a little space that you might drop in your wisdom and your ways. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode. <laughs>